Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome in to that was, I think I mispronounced everybody. All right, all right, buddy. All right, all right, buddies. Uh, this is where we're gonna start now. One, two, three. Buddies, welcome into season three, episode two. Uh, we're laughing for a number of reasons. First of all, I can't pronounce basic words. Second of all, we are filming, or I guess rather recording, uh, season three, episode two, which is actually happening before season three, episode one, uh, <laughs> just out of a uh, an abundance of caution, we'll say, just to try not to be too big of an asshole to Pat here and keep him up all night, considering he has been one of our longtime listeners, but... More on him in just a second. You know the deal. I am Cam Hasbrook, joined as per usual by Chris Gear and Drew Johnson. We're here to talk about some Bruins hockey, which is coming back. We're here to talk about some beer. Uh, we're in the season. Th- I guess we'll do the season season three spiel in episode one. So we'll skip over that and we'll just jump right into it. Uh, <laughs> this is a, a long time coming on this one. I I I feel like of all of the long time. I don't even like to say fans because I don't feel like fans or listeners is right. I think it's just like part of our community, but. Uh, Patrick Laverty is on the show today, and he was a, a day one part of the Bruins and Bruins community. And I think we, I, I'm speaking for all of us when I say this is long overdue. So uh, we're figuring in season three here, we're going to try to really, especially with these Friday episodes, try to get some more uh, community interaction going on. And no better place to start than with Pat. So, Pat, welcome to the show. Sorry it's taking so long, my man. Hey, thanks a whole lot for having me. And I especially want to thank uh, Chris and Drew tonight for having <laughs> these two listeners on the show tonight, these two big fans of the show, both myself and Cam joining you tonight. So I know they let one of us host too. Isn't that wild? Yeah, we're even they're even letting you host. That that's the best. Maybe maybe for episode one, I'll get to host that one. Yeah, maybe we'll just go back into it. I like it. I like it. Uh all right. Well, Pat, you know how this goes. You wanna you wanna start off the beer? Th- oh, unless Chris was chomping at the bit there, but no. <laughs> Go ahead. Because this is one of the things that I've been super looking forward to. It's one of my favorite parts of every single episode is the beer segment. So I came fully prepared. I know nobody can see anything, so I'll have to be pretty descriptive here. I remember a few episodes ago, Chris did talk about the Gansets. Oh, the Gansets. I got one of those, but I'm not so sure that's what I want to do because Chris did it. And I also brought a Corona. (laughs) So we got one of those, but... Yeah, and uh, we're not really going to do that. 
I got something that's a little bit more obscure than a Gansett and a Corona. I got this thing, Mocha Joe's. I don't know if you guys Ooh. ever tried this one. I've never heard this one described on the show. So let's give Definitely this not. a shot. Let's see. I need one of Drew's uh, guitar picks or something. To- <laughs> <laughs> I have a knife now. I came prepared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does. He's got it right next to him. That's terrifying. Drew's going to hurt somebody or himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this Mocha Joe's is an espresso roast porter from uh, the Howler Brewery in Williamsburg, Massachusetts. So I guess I would probably let, let's try that one more. Yeah, yeah, that's got some dark chocolatey notes. It's smooth. It's not too heavy. It's got more taste than a Guinness, and it's probably a little bit similar to a Guinness. So uh, let's see for taste. I'm going to give it a Zdeno Chara. This is a 33. Nice. But for drinkability, because it's 5% alcohol and I'm old and that kind of hits me a little bit harder than most, it's not something that you can kind of pound all day like those other beers. So I'm going to go with a uh, Nick Foligno on those. I'm going with a a, a 17. I like it. I forgot his number was 17. That's. uh, I still think (laughs) Milan Lucic, yeah. Yeah, I still think Foligno is a 71. Or at, at least I didn't go with Ryan Donato. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I like the I like the choice. I feel like the kind of like milkier stouts are the one beer type that is missing. I mean, I've had a few of them. I remember before. Um, I remember are drinking a, a Gunner's Daughter, which is from one of the breweries up here. Um, but I I don't know. I I, I feel like I'm kind of hit or miss with those like stouts. I, the coffee ones tend to be more the ones that I like because they're a little bit sweeter. Um, and I do like Guinness a lot, but um, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a nice addition to the pod that we don't normally get on here. Yeah, this one's got probably just a little bit more flavor than a Guinness, and I would certainly never knock a Guinness. And but you really do need to have the Guinness straight from the tap in Ireland. Getting one, oh from yeah, the is not going to be quite. The same I feel thing. like I feel like such an asshole because it's true, but I don't want to be like that guy that's like, oh, you got to get it straight from the factory. But like once you have it there, it's like it's it's just okay anywhere else. Yeah, I try um, not to mention. And that. I'm a I'm a Baltimore guy. I like Baltimore, but yeah, it's tough. Although uh, actually, the Guinness Baltimore Blonde is a uh, very good beer. I will say that. Is a uh, American-made Guinness. If anybody wants to ever try that one out, but ooh, uh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, you got uh, Drew already tipped his hand, uh, and it's well, probably not going to be a surprise for anyone. Well, so, Drew, you want to you want to send this one across? So, I I am drinking currently a Corona Extra, but before this, before dinner, I had a little pre pre dinner drink um, at at the bar downtown Portland. Uh, Right Dude, by the what, Portland what, State what is, Theater. What is happening? Why? Why um, is this a thing that we were doing? And, now? Uh, it's from uh, Baxter Brewing Company. Uh, Love me some Baxter. <laughs> Don't Baxter do that though. Bre- I ruined it the first time when I went from Boston to Chicago by accident. Baxter. <laughs> uh, it's from Baxter Brewing Company, which is in Lewiston, Maine, uh, and it's called Staycation. Um, and I gave, I, I think it was a lager. A good one. I forget what the guy said. I didn't even see it. And then I, uh, I was like that one, that, that cool one, <laughs> uh, the handle on the, uh, tap. So, uh, but tasteability, I wrote down 32 and drinkability. I wrote down 20. I don't know any of the reasons this was hours ago that I had this beer and then I had tacos after. So the taste is not with me. Anymore. <laughs> just guessing um, that's a very drew review i like it good. i liked it i wanted more uh my girlfriend was like no let's go eat tacos so I was like, okay. understandable but what was your taste score on the tacos though 
Yeah, that's the question. Tacos were and the drinkability. <laughs> except we messed up with the rice. It wasn't ready until 20 minutes after we ate. Um, so you know, that's always good when the kind of main part of I guess the taco, it's not the main part, but you know, it's like the base of a taco is rice or a grain of some sort. No, no. or a meat. No. <laughs> it, no. We wanted to throw some rice in there. We wanted a grain. Messed uh, it up. Rice is a component in a mission style burrito, I guess, but I had pork in mine. I didn't have the San Diego, the California guy is getting defensive about the tacos. Well, yeah, well, that's so more mission, of an LA thing, isn't it? Or is that mission, mission style burritos are, are more of a, an LA and San Francisco thing. Um, California burritos are a San Diego thing. That's where the, uh, you know, your starch and your uh, carbohydrate is potatoes instead of rice. Oh, Makes and sense. there's no there's no lettuce, none of that crap in there. It's oh, I just like the lettuce, a little extra crunch all, and stuff. All meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Big Mitch Morlander. I don't know who's the who's the meat and potatoes brewing. You think now that Kevin Miller's gone? I mean, that's going to be Nick Foligno. Probably, yeah. Makes sense. Um, Drew, I've got some nachos here, so we're sticking on the same vibe. But <laughs> just it's nachos, like we're in the same place. We're, we're actually not this time, though. So <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris, what you got? Yeah, uh, I've had this on the pod before. This is a never-ending haze uh, session IPA by Stone. It doesn't say session IPA anywhere on it, uh, but it definitely is at 4% alcohol. Um, and I think I mentioned last time, this is one of the, the session IPAs that reminds me most of an actual IPA. Um, you definitely sacrifice some of that hoppiness, like the, the depth to it, um, by just like throwing a bunch of dry hops into the process. But... Um, I think they did a pretty good job of capturing the flavor. Yeah, I mean, we'll start with the drinkability because it's very high. Um, that's going to be like a 30. Um, and then the tasteability with most sessions is going to be a lower score. So we'll give it like a 12. Nice. I like it. Um, I'm going a little more mainstream than I usually do, but uh, I saw it at the grocery store. Decided to give it a go. I'm a big fan of uh, Leinenhugels. Has the I think it's like a summer shandy or something like that. That's pretty good. Um, but I picked up they they released an Oktoberfest, so I figured we are definitely in in the season for Oktoberfest now, despite it being September. Um, so I figured I'd give it a try. I usually go for the smaller micro episodes but, uh... being released in October. Cam. Oh, you're right. Yeah, days are hard. Uh, so. There you go. It's October. Happy Oktoberfest, everybody. It's actually <laughs> so October the, 1st when this is released. Uh, if we get it out on time, right, Drew? Hey, hey all right. Hey, How are you? I will this Shots time. Fired. So, Leiden Hugo's Oktoberfest, crisp and traditional German-style Marzen beer, 5.1%. Let's give it a go. Pretty good. I like it. Um, definitely kind of the deep flavor you'd expect out of, like, a, a true German Oktoberfest. Um Nothing outrageously good, but I think like you know when you're when you're buying kind of a, a mass brewed beer like this, uh, you know what to expect, and it's it's definitely good for that. Uh, yeah, a little bit of hoppiness, kind of a bitter finish, but a deep flavor, which I like. It's always what I'm looking for out of an Oktoberfest. So, uh, drinkability, pretty good. Uh, I'd say a 29. Definitely could knock back a few of these taste. Uh, I'm going to give it like a solid 24. I feel like that's a nice middle ground where you can definitely taste it, but it's not 
it's not smacking you over the head exactly. So I think the, the bitter finish part probably fits the, the Bruins pretty well. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not this season, but uh, <laughs> that's something we'll get into, I guess, right now, because the season has officially begun with a. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either, but it had to happen. A three to two shootout win over the Washington Capitals, which I guess the shootout would have happened either way. So at that point, maybe it's just a tie. I don't know. Um, really excited to have already discussed this in the next episode slash the previous episode, and then we're gonna double down and rediscuss. <laughs> should we? I guess we should do it. Yeah, we should do it in the last episode. All right, we'll cut that part out. I guess that makes sense. We're not gonna talk about a really old preseason game. So there, there will have been another preseason game by the time this is released. That's that's fair. All right. Uh, I'm going to go firing right at Pat then because I saw I scrolled by a tweet earlier. I got to find it uh, that a, a pretty po- I don't know if it was a player or a media member or something like that called Rhode Island. I should preface this by saying Patrick is the the pride of Rhode Island, especially when it comes to uh, Bruins and Bruins, but really all around, uh, I think known as. I feel like one of the premier Rhode Island hockey guys, not that it's a necessarily a massive community, but on Twitter, like I feel like you get that recognition. I saw somebody refer to it as the state of hockey. I'm curious whether that's ever something you've heard about or the, the reaction says no, but I, as somebody who I, I was going to actually preface this by f- first asking whether Rhode Island's real. Cause I, I, I can't confirm that it is. I'm not sure if it's just an outshoot of uh, of a neighboring state, but, could you confirm or deny rather it's reality to start? And then we'll get into uh, whether this potentially real estate is uh, the state of hockey. Despite what some people might say, we are not Cape Cod's armpit. So if you kind of look at Cape Cod as like a flexing arm of Rhode Island to be like right down in the armpit of it. But no, we're actually a real state and we can actually fit three or four people in it at once without having to, keep one foot in Connecticut and Massachusetts at the same time. So yeah, we're, we're real. I appreciate that. I was talking to uh, Tom Karen the other day. No, this is going to, this is going to circle around. This is going to circle around. I'm, I'm being, I'm being real. So you guys might've seen it on Twitter. I had an awesome experience. Uh, Tom Karen was up here getting inducted into the main sports hall of fame. Tom Karen from Nesson. Uh, you probably know him from Red Sox pregame post game. A little bit of Bruins stuff and uh, college hockey for Nesson as well. Um, get it, He's from Lewiston, Maine, so he was getting inducted into the Maine Sports Hall of Fame this year. And he's buddies with our sports director, Dave Ede. Uh, and so Dave was going out to shoot, and, and I was before work, and I was just like, Dave, like, can I tag along with you, like, off the clock and stuff? You know what I mean? I'm not going to get paid for this, but, like, I just want to go meet Tom. And he was like, yeah, you want to come, buddy? Absolutely. So I kind of slid in with him, first of all woefully underdressed i was getting ready to leave and i was like all right this is gonna be somewhat classy at least but it's in like a i've never been in the building before i'm not sure what it's like um so i show up i was like a nice i don't want to show up way overdressed i'm not gonna go like shirt and tie and everybody else is just wearing like you know something casual but i also don't want to like come up too underdressed so i decided to go like golf shirt and slack shorts which was the mistake i should have gone pants Anyway, I pull up to this thing, and people are in full-on tuxedos, and I'm like, oh, shit. All right, well, it's all right, because I'm just the media guy, so I know, you know what? Don't want the attention on me. And uh, and Dave, was uh, my sports director, was also, you know, he was, like, in a vest and, and slacks and stuff, so it wasn't like I was the only one not wearing a tuxedo or anything like that. But anyway, I'm talking to Tom uh, and, and Dave, and, and Tom says that one of the things he really likes about Maine is that 
it's he considers it kind of like an underdog state in New England. You know what I mean? You always hear about Massachusetts and and well, mainly Mass as the big dog, but obviously Vermont, New Hampshire kind of get a lot of recognition. Maine is is big geographically, but population size small. Uh, Rhode Island, obviously, certainly even smaller. And then, as Tom called it, the good half of Connecticut also counts for for New England. So I, I feel like uh, I kind of get a little bit of that with that underdog mentality, and and more so for Rhode Island than for Maine. But it's a uh, it's a New England underdog that I've come to appreciate over the last year and a half here, I will say. Yeah, R- Rhode Island is probably very underappreciated in New England, at least. And we, we have like a lot of the same great things that Maine can have, including like the food and the seafood and all that sort of thing. But we also have the sports down here. We uh, we got the P Bruins down here. Well, I guess we, we just lost the Red Sox and that kind of stuff. But yeah, so... Uh, former national champions, Providence College hockey's from here. Uh, we get some pretty good stuff going on all around here. And a uh, couple times a uh, summer, we even light the river on fire. So if you're ever uh, hanging out on a Saturday night in, in Providence in the summer, you can stop by on, on water fire, which is sometimes fun to do as well. I want to note that that's on purpose. It's not like New Jersey where there's just so much chemicals in the water <laughs> that it naturally catches on fire. That is a an actual thing that they're doing down there. I so. am not. I, I can't guarantee it either way. I'm. I'm not really. <laughs> go by and you see the river on fire, but and nobody's really panicking about it. That's good. I did, I did do my uh, my buddy's bachelor party in Providence, and that was a good time. Right, there you go. It's a place that exists. I can confirm it as well. Awesome. I've, uh, uh, been to the casinos right over the Massachusetts border. <laughs> <laughs> there you into, go. Into Rhode Island. <laughs> hey, that that one's right Could in my hometown, Drew. You, you were like ten minutes from my house when you visited there. I also visited uh, URI, or as my uh, as they like to call it, there you are high. Um, uh, apparently, that's what people refer to it as. Actually, though. And you didn't uh, go there. I know. Um, (laughs) Either way, I would have messed up my life, probably. But, you know, whatever. Were they calling the school that, or is that what they were just saying to you, Drew? No, people were calling the school that. I have a family member who lives in (laughs) the It's like, we call it that. Um, So, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I was just high and thought it. Who knows? Um, and uh, there's another school there that I had visited, but I forget the name. Drew, maybe you came up with the joke RPA. and you were like, I got to nail this one for later. And then you confused yourself so much that you thought somebody told it to you. Did I go to college? I forget. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's move I on. Supposedly. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't confirm it, but I've been told by you. And I, mean, I, I, trust you. I either have a bachelor's degree or I'm a bachelor. I you have a job and I assume you put it on your resume. So I'm hoping you did go to college. I yeah, also put Bruins and Bruins on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> so that tells you a lot about the integrity of the resume, which, by the way, I have it on some of mine, too. Best, so best believe I'm putting that on my resume as yeah. well. Well, I'm putting it on mine now, too. Hey. <laughs> Your show's <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You probably deserve more than I do, Pat, to be honest with you. Um, week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet on any football game. Just $1. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any game this week to receive $150 free in bets instantly. 
If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in those daily fantasy contests with their first deposit. That's a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 rager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. That's DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, so one of the things that uh, we did last week with our kind of random uh, fishing <laughs> on Twitter and uh, that I'm hoping to do with some more uh, members of our community here is to just kind of talk about uh, how your your history as a Bruins fan and, and what that's been like, whether you've always been a Bees fan or it's something you picked up later in life. So, Pat, I'd be curious to, see, to hear uh, you know how you got into the team and stuff. Yeah, sure. I, I've probably been a Bruins fan since before any of you guys were even born is going to be my guess. I think the first season that I, well, uh, when I was a kid, I used to watch Red Sox and Bruins games at night with my dad. One of the things that I would like to do, especially watching Red Sox games, was kind of uh, keep the box score myself. So when the Bruins started up, I'm like, let me see if I can do this same thing with the Bruins. So Fred Cusick was the announcer way back then. I think this was like 1978, 79. They announced the opening lineup. I write them all down in my, uh, my score sheet. And then I start keeping my own stats of the Bruins game. Well, the thing that I didn't realize as an eight or nine year old is the players change about every 30 seconds. <laughs> so I, I had all the Bruins names written down and I'm keeping stats for them. And 30 seconds later, they're talking about different players. And I'm like, what is going on here? So that was kind of uh, my first confusion and experiences with hockey. Um, let's see. I also remember having a, getting the, the Ray Bork rookie card. If you've ever seen that one, it was the year that they actually uh, covered up the, the names with the scratch off thing. And if you have a, one of those cards that you didn't scratch off, I guess it's worth more. And, you know, of course, scratch them all off. And I had no idea where the card is now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being in high school and watching the uh, Stanley cup final against Edmonton and then crying a whole lot, but, uh, I'm also been a, there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm also a Bruins uh, season ticket holder. So speaking of crying, I was there for game seven against St. Louis. And that was probably one of the worst nights of my life. That's like horrendous. Yeah, that's such a like I, I like I was thinking about that the other day of like going into big games like that. And like earlier in the day, you're like, all right, this is either going to be like one of the greatest nights of my life or like it's going to be so profoundly sad because I don't know, not so much that like they lost at that point, but it's just like, damn, like what could, it really could have been like one of the coolest nights of my life. And it's just like, in hindsight, there's just, as a, as a fan, there's so much pressure that I can't even imagine actually stepping on the ice, but. So I have um, no concept of time. We weren't doing this podcast at that point, right? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It was, uh, we started. Yeah, no, we weren't. We weren't. I was in Baltimore for that one. And we I, were February I before March, for that March, game. I remember that. <laughs> February before March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the, the february before the march the march of covid um yeah no i remember leaving work i was working at masson at the time and and 
we had work like leading up to like 10 minutes for game time. So I was like running down the streets of Baltimore, like in like somewhat dress clothes in with my backpack on. And I remember sprinting back and being like, all right, I got 10 minutes till puck drop. And I was like, wait, I hit the brakes, jumped into the liquor store. I was like, all right, I'm getting uh, like a case of beer in case things go well. And then a case of vodka in case things don't go well. So I grabbed them both. I'm like running down the street, got back home. And then I stood there and I, I didn't think I sat down once during that game. I was pacing across oh, my I didn't room either, the entire yeah. time. So I, I had a, well, no, I had a case of book. PBR, and I don't know how many of them I had nervously finished by the end of that game, but I knew as soon as that game was over, I was throwing cans at the wall, uh, and I had a, a neighbor come over and ask me to stop yelling. <laughs> so very chill night for me as well. I was at the fours in Boston for that. My dad and uncle were at the game. I'm sure I've told this story, but I might have. I, it's honestly sounding familiar. So I feel like I said it recently on the podcast, too. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was rest in peace to the fours, first of all. Um, and second of all, yeah, I was really hoping that would be super fun. Like everyone partying out on Causeway after. Uh, but uh, no, that was a very, very quiet train ride home for sure. Yeah, and that was one of the things that really stood out in leaving the garden is like there was so many police out all around the garden and, and just everybody was silent, quiet. It certainly had it didn't look anything like uh, Vancouver and 11 for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, leave it to Bostonians to be more uh, reserved <laughs> in their anger. Than... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was probably just more shock and for everybody. Yeah. That we, I like we most of us thought for sure that we were going to win that game. And especially during the beginning first half of the first period and how much the Bruins dominated. Yeah. And just the way the first period ended was pretty much shock. And then the rest of the game, St. Louis just decided to turn the whole thing into a slog. And it was just frustrating and disgusting. Yeah, maybe the worst hockey game I've ever watched. It, it might have been, yeah. So that's uh, uplifting. Yeah, fun, awesome. fun notes. All right, thank you for and, uh, listening to this episode. Of <laughs> one, yeah, welcome to uh, welcome to season three, where we still just sit here and cry about the games. <laughs> um, well, I do want to turn it back because Pat, your your initial comments about getting into hockey, I absolutely love the scorekeeping thing. Like that reminds me, like like I used to sit on the living room floor and try to commentate the games, and I guess that was the. Talio, then that somehow developed into this monstrosity. But uh, I, I love that because you hear about that so much for like baseball, especially in person. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I've done going to games and done that myself, and even a little bit at home when I was especially learning to do it and stuff. But you hear so much about people keeping a book in baseball and how fun it is to kind of have that interaction with the game, but you really don't hear about it as much with hockey, largely, I would imagine, for the reason that you said it's so much harder to track for hockey. Uh, there's not just one singular, you know, pitcher versus batter, and there's a result in a break. Like, it's very hard to track hockey stats. Um, but I, I do love that. That's a really kind of unique way to get into the game. Yeah, you'd really have to be pretty deep into it to be able to track anything because at any kind of higher level, really what you're probably looking at is just goals and maybe shots. But, I, you know, I, I know there's far more to it now that people have broken down to it, a lot of the stats – that are getting into it, but an eight, nine year old kid probably isn't really looking for much more than, you know, goals scored. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because when I was an eight or nine year old kid, I was sitting there uh, hand calculating the expected goals percentage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> I like wouldn't totally. I'm like 99% sure he's kidding right now, but I really don't know. I, just, oh. I don't know. I watched the game. I don't know. I don't think I did anything special. And Drew's just like, yeah, no, I just kind of... I certainly wasn't going to do any... I wasn't going to do any fucking math. Yeah, yeah, I got drunk, actually. Um, my dad was nice and gave me beer when I was eight. Uh, no, <laughs> We're joking. Uh, this is... None of that happened. None of that happened. Uh, Chris is going to get fired by association here. Not... Yeah, this is bad. It wasn't beer. It was hard liquor. Um, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, I think I just watched. I don't really remember. Oh, um no it's a cool Never story Drew. <laughs> Drew just went to the games and met fucking everybody um, who was famous apparently yeah i met sergey samsonov uh when we get to listener questions either this episode or when we got to them last episode i will will tell <laughs> slash told a story Re- retelled yeah <laughs> That's good. uh i have some oh man wait this is i guess i should do it for for the next episode but the last next episode, the last the previous episode that you already listened really, really to, really pulling punches on this. This is why we shouldn't ever record out of order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, though this is a poor idea. Well, I, you know what? I'm just gonna drop it anyway. Uh, I'm joining a men's league team, boys. Finally, after two two years of out of the game, at least organized wise. I you've mentioned this. I feel like no, I just found out about it today, so I don't think I have. <laughs> but no, was, you mentioned I, it to me in person. Never mind. I was gonna no, say this no. is the first I've heard of it. <laughs> uh, Drew, Drew thinking that it's a podcast at all times. He's hanging out with. Me. <laughs> yeah, no, this wasn't even even that. I think maybe I mentioned his Bruins and Bruins, man. It's crazy. But yeah, yeah, I've got a team. I guess you'll you'll hear about it on the previous episode. But um, yeah, it's called Dude, the Yager Bombs. I, I am glad you brought that up though, because I think one of the original things we wanted to talk to Patrick about was playing in beer leagues um and and your experience doing that yeah that's like a ton of fun as well because growing up i didn't even know how to skate i learned how to skate at like 26 years old um and Ah, there's still time for me yeah (laughs) Yeah. the the fun thing was uh at that point i was doing like um physical therapy athletic training kind of stuff and one of the patients that i had said that he was teaching this millionaire guy how to play hockey at 6 a.m. At, at a local rink. So he's like, we need extra people to come play with us. Do you want to come play? And I, I remembered like many years earlier, I thought that I knew how to skate. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll show up. <laughs> so I, I show up, get all dressed up, put the skates on, go out and hit the ice and literally hit the ice. I looked like Bambi <laughs> out there. And I remember going back into the locker room and seeing this this coach and being like, um, I can't skate. <laughs> he's like, don't worry about it. We'll teach you. So for the next two or three weeks, they stuck me at the other end of the ice from where they were just pushing the goal net around to learn how to skate. And then nice. finally, after a couple of weeks, they're like, all right, come on back down and do some drills with us. So I, I got to do that and, and play for a while. And ever since then, I've just been in jumping into local beer leagues, uh, playing wherever I can, you know, around here, there's like a A, B, C, and D where A is like the recent college kids some former pros and that kind of thing um so i definitely play d league i am way (laughs) down the bottom of that and i am also a total stay home defenseman i'm good at just getting in the way and get the puck out of my end and from there my job is done once the puck is out of my end so yeah i certainly have my fun with that kind of thing i am pretty good at stirring up trouble sometimes and having (laughs) discussions 
uh, with other players. Sometimes sounds like me out there, Pat. I love it. It's it's a whole lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's all about. That's yeah, one of the things I'm like worried it. about. Well, I feel I feel like Patrick's uh, discussions are like maybe some trash talk, and Cam's are he's he interviews them for Bruce and Bruins. <laughs> wow, yeah, he's <laughs> like, oh, you guys are live right now. Like a drill. These were two very different discussions going on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some, some of those discussions might be, you know, asking somebody how their mother's doing or uh, commenting on their lack of skating ability. So it, it's kind of fun to watch some of like the, the Marshand videos just to get new ideas for, for things. <laughs> they go, Sean Dart, tell them they're milk drinkers. Don't be out there licking people. In yeah, <laughs> I think you can get arrested for that one immensely, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. So, yeah, you might be, might be right there. But, uh, Pat, I do like to mention that, though, because I feel like I know a lot of people who are like, Oh, you know what? I would love to play hockey, but I don't know how to skate. And it's like, you've got time to learn. You know what I mean? It's not that you don't have to become an NHL skater at any point, but you put in a couple of weeks of work and you'll learn how to skate well enough to, you know, put yourself out there. And if you're familiar with the game, then the rest comes along the way. You don't have to, you don't have to put yourself into that A division. You can start at the D division or the fucking Z division. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. But I feel like I really do know so many people who are like, oh, I wish. I wish I played hockey when I was younger. And it's like, well, you, you can start now. You know what I mean? I wish I played soccer when I was younger. I suck at it now, but it's something that I really enjoy and I'm trying to teach myself how to play. So obviously it's a little different, but it really is never too late to learn how to play. I mean, even even just out on the pond or something like that, just go out there and, and teach yourself to skate, you know, safely and then have a good time. It's really not. Yeah, there's the, usually rinks around, especially up here in the Northeast, where they'll have what they call stick and puck, where you can just kind of show up, skate around with a, a stick and shoot a puck into the net and do whatever drills you want. So it, it's really low stress doing that kind of thing because it's not competitive. There's not a game yep. happening. You're not trying to keep up with anybody and you can just work on things. And there's lots of places that you can go to get used equipment and probably get yourself fully suited up for you know 100 bucks or something including if you get used skates with it and then just slowly start replacing the stuff like most of the gear that i had when i first started uh, i think my my shoulder pads we used to refer to as the asbestos shoulder pads because they were so <laughs> old and Love disgusting it. and just replacing everything piece by piece over time uh, getting it all a little bit a little bit better so yeah anybody can certainly pick it up if if they want to and uh cam you might have even seen I, I think I put out the the picture on Twitter a few days ago where I got this this guy that I, I work with and he's exactly the type of person that you were describing. Somebody that said that he always wanted to pl play hockey and he just never had really never knew how to skate. And even better is that he moved here from India. So there's not really a thriving hockey community over in yeah. India. So he didn't really have that background, but he certainly loves the game. And he and I just kind of talk all the time. I'm giving him different tips. You know, like he knows how to uh, ski down a mountain, he says. So it's huge help. Him, yeah. Yeah. I was telling him, you know, it's the same thing. It's going to be the, the pizza French fries kind of thing to be able to, to stop and do the hockey stops and to turn. So that's helping him a little bit. And I even gave him some of my old used gear, not, not the asbestos stuff, but <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Way to clarify that. Thank you. Yeah. So eventually he, he also got into a league. So one of the, the fun things was we were kind of joking around that, you know, he was going to go out and score some goals and he didn't really believe me that he was going to be able to do that. Oh, I did see this. Now yeah. it's coming around to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he finally said, well, if I do ever score a goal, I'm going to get the puck for you. I'm like, okay, good. You have to do that. And then sure enough, I think it was a, a week or two ago, I go on Twitter in the morning and there's a picture of a puck and a little note from him and said, here's my first goal dedicated to you. So that was like 
the highlight of my day seeing seeing this that's guy awesome. you know, score that's his so first cool. goal. That's great. That's fucking awesome. I don't know what to fucking cheers to that. <laughs> I'll I'll drink to that, Pat. That's awesome. That's good stuff. Yep, Bro, that was man. my buddy Raj. Shout out Raj. Now we got to make a bet whoever scores the first beer league goal. <laughs> well, hopefully me tomorrow, but I doubt it. I'm I'm more of the uh, I was gonna say a Brandon Carlo type, but I feel like that's become more controversial. Uh, that's Bruce. actually Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Scorlo. Brandon Scorlo. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing is that I'm not Brandon Scorlo. I I would be Brandon Carlo. So <laughs> you're, you're the fulcrum. Uh, yeah, I'm like a Charlie McAvoy, but only with regards to the chubbiness of my cheeks and the rest he's got on me. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's all right. Drew is apparently threatening us with a knife. Um, that says beer, which <laughs> I think is from Maine. Is that Maine Brewing Co- or no, that, that's the one in Orno. What's uh, I don't know. I got this at a I comic. think it's Orno Brewing Company, actually. Yeah, that I got this at a comic store. Oh, today. well, they have a beer that's called beer and it's really good, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. that, and it's that color scheme. So, I think it might be probably that, that but this is good pod. Yeah. Anybody? Awesome. Any, anybody got so, any last words for Pat here? I feel like that that story was a nice bit of anybody's got Do y'all have that are cool? Shut the fuck up, Drew. Some yeah. <laughs> Chris, anything else you want to fire over at Pat or or Pat? Anything else you want to fire over at us? Huh? What one of the things that I was remembering was like my first experience and exposure to you guys was an episode where you asked for very difficult questions, questions that you weren't going to want to answer. And I don't remember. I don't know if you remember that episode. And people were asking you. Like, I think some of the questions you had on there. It's like, oh, do you prefer peanut butter or jelly? And you guys were like, this is so dumb. And then I think you finally got to my question, and it was like, yep, this is the one. This is the type. Of I do remember this actually. Yeah. I was curious where your jumping on point was. So that's a good way to. Da- I love it. Yeah, and I'm wondering if the answer is still going to be the same, so I can ask the question again if you guys want to take another stab at it. Yeah, yeah this go. is going to show the – yeah, let's do it. All right. So which one of the other hosts would you least trust alone with your girlfriend? Oh, I do remember this yes, question. Oh, like my God. This is great. This, this is great. Oh, this is this, interesting now. There, there's been development since then, so I really – yeah, <laughs> all, all three of us are hitched. We here, actually so. have girlfriends. The Bruins and Bruins podcast does wonderful things for our personal <laughs> lives. <laughs> so now I guess the only fear is, do the girlfriends listen to the episodes? Uh, yeah, no. mine does. Uh, uh, occasionally. Also appears on some. <laughs> By the way, she sends her warmest regards to you, Patrick. Um, the direct quote. Um yeah, I I trust both of these fellas implicitly with my girlfriend. But that's but not if you the question. have to choose one. I you have to choose one. Which one do you choose? Last? Which one of us is better looking? <laughs> hey, uh, Chris, I should preface this by saying uh, she requested feet pics the other day, and by that I mean I asked her to help me buy shoes, so I have to send her a video of me walking. Apparently, yeah, it's um, I trust so <laughs> there you go. Well, that's that's switched then that's not that's not great that's all right <laughs> uh um yeah drew who are you gonna trust less true i've i've built trust chris has never even met her so you know yeah, it could chris, be chris is met her yeah yeah, chris, yeah. my girlfriend <laughs> wait when when did that happen Drew's oh birthday. right when you were yeah never mind it's on my birthday yeah yeah um, i have been alone nice. with her oh yeah Whoa, whoa, what are you trying to say? I went and used the bathroom at one point. (laughs) Um, 
So yeah, Chris, I trust most of them because. Fuck, dude. Yeah. What do you mean? I was. I've, I've been with. I, we hung out last Cam, week, dude. Cam, you, Cam, you, you know where I live. Just because I don't have my camera on. Is that what's going on here? Yeah, it's because my camera's not camera on. You can be at my house right now. So. Uh. You also know where I live. Like, I mean, people can know my address, but you, you know actually where I live and how to break into my house if you really wanted to. So. Um. All right. Well, then I only trust Pat. Fuck you both. That's that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh no i trust these two too much probably honestly so that's that's good yeah i really do trust you chris I trust both of you guys <laughs> and post within one day of when it's supposed to well, I, I trust you guys both to edit these episodes in such a way that you're not like editing down my uh my audio into something that i didn't say which is drew did <laughs> do one time and say, what do you mean that happened? As a clear joke, yeah, yeah. as long as you make it clear that there, it was edited as, down. In fairness, there was one gigantic idiot who thought it was real. <laughs> <laughs> that says more about the idiot than about Drew's editing ability. So, no offense, Drew. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, there you go. There you have it, Pat. Who would wow. you trust? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, so my my final words that you asked me before uh, you switched and then asked Patrick to say something, uh, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was just going to say thank you to Patrick for being a, a friend and loyal listener. And uh, I feel like what what Cam said is is true. Like I, calling our friends on Twitter fans uh, seems a little reductive. So uh, thanks for being you and thanks for being our friend. I have a whole lot of fun listening to the episodes and commenting on the episodes on Twitter. And e- even if I'm uh, seeming as though I'm making fun of it, it's all coming from a good place as well. Because uh, we we are, like genuinely are putting out this content, asking for it to be made fun of. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the point. So that's you good. should see the group texts. It is. <laughs> Yeah, even the episodes where you guys admit like this is absolutely terrible and a hard listen, it, it's usually not that bad. <laughs> Good to know. We can put that as our header. Now. I love that. Not, not that bad. <laughs> no, usually not that bad. Yeah, the usually is important. So <laughs> five stars. Usually not that bad. That's, that's got to replace uh, Drew's dad's quote in the intro. Yeah, that's good. So um well pat i'm pretty sure you are one of the few people that's left us a, a review on spotify or apple or something back in the day i'm pretty sure there's one you may not even remember this but i, I was going through them the other day and i'm pretty sure there was one from you so uh definitely appreciate that that definitely w- helps us out if anybody wants to go do that but and if it wasn't from you uh you should probably change your <laughs> yeah your itunes account <laughs> that's that's also for sure true but uh, yeah, Pat, from the bottom of our heart, thank you very much for, for everything, man, all the support, and it's a pleasure to, to have you on here. I'm sure it won't be the last time. Oh, I hope so. This is a, a whole lot of fun. It's great to hang out with you guys and talk beer and Bruins. Amen to that. Cheers to that. Yeah, I don't know. Drew, sing us out. We haven't done it in a while. Fire away. All right, yeah. Stop.